Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And it is already Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Can you believe it? May the 2nd. I guess we missed May Day, right? I didn't pay any attention to the fact it was May Day, May Day, May Day. (laughs) Which uh, takes on a new meaning when Joe Biden is in charge, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. So today is the uh, 2nd of May, and uh, better late than never, Joe Biden finally announced COVID vaccine requirements for travelers to the U.S. will be scrapped. Not today. No, no, no. Not for another 10 days. Uh, No, nine days. May 11th, uh, they will uh, end along with a mandate for federal employees. So there you go. You federal employees who uh, haven't been vaccinated, you don't need to worry about it anymore. Uh, No telling if you're going to be able to get your jobs back if you got fired because of it, because you know that's the way things are. But anyway, the Biden administration announced Monday these mandates will go by the wayside starting May 11th when the COVID-related public emergency ends. <laughs> the Department of Health and Human Services also announced that the requirements will be scrapped for remaining educators at all uh, federal-funded health systems uh, still subject to conditions. And that federally-funded health systems will be subject to conditions. So there you go. So there's that. Uh, and this, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but today also is the one-year anniversary of the uh, the leaking of the Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade. It is funny that you've got an FBI who has literally arrested hundreds of people for January the 6th, uh, including people who were just you know, near the Capitol. Uh, they have uh, a beat on 1,000 people who are just near the Capitol. And, uh, and they've got people in jail over 800 days still waiting trial. And yet our glorious DOJ uh, hasn't been able to figure out who leaked the decision. Uh, I believe there are uh, quite a bit fewer people than 1,000 people uh, that could be considered suspect in this. I think they could narrow it down pretty darn quickly if they weren't focused on a whole bunch of other crap that our DOJ is uh, is focused on. But that's the one-year anniversary today, by the way, the one-year anniversary of that. Oh, and then there's this. Joe Biden uh, today, or no, yesterday, finally requested the House Speaker uh, Kevin McCarthy negotiate the debt limit during a meeting to be held on May the 9th. So on the 9th, uh, to avoid default, a move that contradicted the White House previous official position. So it looks like uh, Joe Biden, now that he has uh, declared his candidacy, is uh, concerned about the uh, the debt limit and a possible government shutdown, which, by the way, normally is always on Republicans. It's always on Republicans. So uh, while traveling in Israel, Kevin McCarthy received a call from Biden to schedule a meeting to negotiate raising the debt limit. Apparently, he answered the phone. He said, Hello? And this guy on the other end of the line said, Yeah, I'd like a large pizza. And uh, Hunter over here wants uh, the uh, Mushu pork. Uh, he said something about Chinese and 69, so I imagine that's what he meant. Or was that uh, was that somebody else? Anyway, and then, of course, Kevin McCarthy said, No, 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 Mr. President, it's me, Kevin McCarthy. And, uh, and then Kevin McCarthy had a conversation with... Uh, 
with uh, Joe Biden and uh, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre last week said, we're not negotiating, negotiating this. We've been very clear on this, even though they've been clear on absolutely nothing. So McCarthy and House Republicans uh, passed a bill to raise the debt limit. Reports indicate the Biden administration was taken by surprise when McCarthy successfully passed the bill. McCarthy's unpredicted victory apparently left the Biden administration flat-footed. Flat-footed. And then uh, Corinne Jean-Bierre said it's not a plan. It's a recipe for economic disaster. And I believe she also said last week that kids would go blind and bones would melt. I mean, it was really that bad. Everything was going to collapse and everything. And I said that they shouldn't raise the debt limit. Because, you see, I've been in a situation where, you know, you're like at Best Buy and you're hanging out there and, and uh, you see a big screen TV that you really want and your Best Buy cart is maxed out and you, and you go to Best Buy and they say, hold on a second, uh, call the credit department if you want to buy the big screen TV. We, we'll see what we can do. And you get on the phone. Not saying I've done this before. Well, not for about a year. But anyway, uh, you know, you're hanging on the line there, and the, and the Best Buy person gets on there and says, yeah, you know what, we've decided uh, we're going to increase your, uh, your spending limit. Or they tell you, you know what, you're just too big of a risk. Uh, you're probably just going to have to wait on the TV. Um, I, I kind of wish that the, uh, the government would wait on the TV, to be quite honest. And, and you know, it's always, and, and I, I wouldn't want to risk default. All right, I would not want to risk default. I'm the kind of person that uh, I don't default on my debts. Uh, have I been in a position where I could commit uh, or commit where I could uh, uh, file for bankruptcy? Um, well, sure. Have I ever taken that? No, because I think uh, you know, for me, it's not a, a tool that I want to use. It's used by businesses. It's used by uh, people. It's been used by Donald Trump before. But I, uh, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there on the uh, on the bankruptcy. But I kind of wonder. I don't know. They always they always threaten this. The world's going to end. The sky's going to fall if the debt ceiling uh, is not raised, and then we risk default and all this. And if you shut down the government, the world is going to end, and all of that nonsense. And you got to kind of wonder if they're just playing on your fears like they do everything else, right? Isn't that it? Pretty much it. Oh, I didn't know if you knew this, but um, you know, another bank went uh, belly up. This. Uh, this new, uh, what is it, which one is it? Hold on. First uh, Republic uh, uh, Bank. Yeah, First Republic Bank. They, uh, Corinne Jean-Bierre says they are severely mismanaged. They're severely mismanaged. Well, actually, what the, what the, the problem was was government uh, malfeasance. The government, after the 2008 real estate collapse, the banking collapse, was supposed to do what uh, most organizations would do when they failed, when they created the crisis, the subprime mortgage crisis, then, then any agency, uh, any uh, any uh, bank, I suppose, would say, okay, well, we need to figure this out so it doesn't happen again. Well, they didn't. They took trillions of our dollars and they tried to supposedly fix the problem. And here we are, what, 15 years later. And guess what? Joe Biden the other day said that we wouldn't be stuck for it. Did you know that? We would not be stuck for this massive, massive collapse, First Republic's collapse, sparked by jumbo mortgages with interest-only loans at rock-bottom rates for wealthy uh, people such as Goldman Sachs, COO, and a music executive. So this is what the uh, banking system does. This is your money at work. I talked about this. We got people to go to Washington, D.C. They spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours, and they parse out your money to their buddies. 
And their buddies never have risk. Their buddies never fail. They're always taken care of. There's always money sent to the unions, whether that be the Teamsters or whether that be the Steelworkers or whether that be the Teachers Union. They're always taken care of. Joe Biden gave the the uh, the Teamsters the $38 billion to shore up their bankrupt pension system and all that stuff. And now we've got First Bank, uh, First Republic Bank's collapse. They had uh, uh, jumbo mortgages to wealthy clients. Listen to this. Including Goldman Sachs President John Waldron and music mogul Ted Moskowitz. I think he might be related to Fievel. Anyway, the former CEO of Warner Brothers Records both purchased multi-million dollar New York City Homes property record show. These jumbo mortgages, a staple of First Republic's business model for decades, were a great deal for buyers, but became a huge burden for the bank when the Federal Reserve began to aggressively hike interest rates in 2022. So First Republic was essentially sitting on huge losses, clawed back a measly rate of on mortgages worth $137 billion while the value of the debt collapsed. And who's going to cover the cost of it? Well, that's going to be you and me. Did you know that? Joe Biden said the other day it wasn't going to cost us anything, but Dick Durbin, Democrat, says that the $13 million loss that the FDIC is taking on the seizure of First Republic Bank is in taxpayers' money. Yeah, there you go. So literally, Joe Biden lied to you uh, just a couple days ago. No, 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 this isn't going to happen. There's no, there's nothing. And here's Corinne Jean-Pierre. She gets on stage yesterday, and she bounds up there, and she's got a new hairdo, you know, because she's unbeweavable. Anyway, here she is uh, talking about just sliding in the fact that you're going to pay for it. Hi, everybody. As you saw, today's actions ensure the continued resilience of the banking system, including at community and other banks, which are vital to the American economy, small businesses, and workers as well. All First Republic insured and uninsured deposits are being assumed by J.P. Morgan Chase. The American people and American businesses can continue to have... Uh, uh, the American people. Did you hear that? She just slid it right in there. Listen to that again. Vital to the American economy, small businesses, and workers as well. All First Republic insured and uninsured deposits are being assumed by J.P. Morgan Chase. The American people and American... Yeah, and you had no choice in it. You're just going to assume those losses. Isn't this glorious? And you kind of wonder why people are so mad. Why people are just so tired of all the nonsense, where people are just so sick and tired of, of people moving to Washington, D.C. And, and feasting on, uh, on riches uh, beyond our wildest dreams. And, and member of Congress in the deep state, they, they make 70% more salary when they work for the federal government than you and I. And they retire with uh, retirement packages that most of us do not have. And <clears throat> then something like this happens when their their buddies are able to get uh, ten million dollars. Uh, like for okay, well, for instance, First Republic handed out interest only mortgages worth twenty billion dollars in San Francisco, New York, and L.A. alone in twenty and twenty twenty one. And those are three big uh, liberal bastions in the country that keep uh, electing idiots, and they've gone to hell in a handbasket. 
Customers actually stood to make money as the value of their properties increased by more than than their payments. The bank was happy to dish out loans because the borrowers were wealthy and had good credit scores. It was the low interest rates that became the problem. So there you go. Mismanagement. Uh, Even after the government said it would never happen again, the government allowed it to happen again, said no big deal. The same thing happened with Silicon Valley Bank and the other bank that collapsed the following weekend after Thursday's collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. So the three largest bank collapses in the history of the country have happened in the last about month, month and a half. And you are on the hook for all of it. Even though you go to the grocery store and you look at the shelves and you go, well, we can't have steak anymore because it's too expensive. And, uh, you know, I went to Walmart the other day and there's a chicken breast on sale for $2.87. And people are like, oh, my God, $2.87 on sale. And then they fail to realize that two years ago it was $1.88 without being on sale. But uh, other than that, you know, don't worry about it. The American people, again, on the hook for it. And, uh, and Corinne Jean-Pierre just kind of slides it into Businesses a presser. Let's hear it again. Up. It just slides it right in there. Here we go. Just amazing to me. Hi, everybody. Hi. As you saw, today's actions ensure yeah. the continued resilience of the banking system, including at community. How's, how's the banking system resilient? You had two major failings a month ago, including uh, Silicon Valley, and and the uh, federal government is going to bail them out, including people who have deposits above $250,000, including Chinese officials. And then a month later, the same thing happens to a bigger bank. How is that resilient? You're being played. You're being played, guys. That's all I can say. And I got to tell you, I think people are kind of done with it. I've got a lot of uh, I've got a lot of good news today. I've got some bad news, but you know, I think we need to be optimistic about uh, this wonderful thing called truth that people are discovering, and people are uh, you know putting uh, business as out of business who lie to them and try to uh, tell them that what's up is down and what's down is up. It's great. And, uh, and I've got some great news also on the, uh, on the uh, presidential election front coming up. I'm going to talk about Donald Trump's chances of winning the election because a lot of people are saying that even though Donald Trump is a phenomenon, Donald Trump is a movement, Donald Trump is beating Ron DeSantis by 40 points, uh, he still can't beat Joe Biden, who only 24% of the American public want to even run for election. So there's a movement afoot. Uh, not only among liberal uh, pundits, but also uh, people who work for Fox. So we'll get to all of that. Your phone calls here, guys, are welcome at 800-922-6680. That's 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. We all know America is headed in the wrong direction. It's time to grab the wheel. It's The Rob Carson Show. As you saw, today's actions ensure the continued resilience of the banking system, including at community and other banks, which are vital to the American economy, small businesses, and workers as well. All First Republic insured and uninsured deposits are being assumed by J.P. Morgan Chase. 
the American people. There you go. And, and assumed by you, even though you can't uh, barely afford to fill your car with gas, but you can bail out people who took out interest-free loans on $10 million houses in San Francisco. There you go. That's the country we live in, kids. That's America in 2023, which actually isn't that different than has it, it's been for about, I guess, 50 years with regard to Washington, D.C. Uh, let's go to Rich in Baltimore wants to talk about the banking collapse. Three largest banks in U.S. history have collapsed in the last month. Other than that, nothing to worry about, Rich. What's going on? Well, Rob, listen to your show every day. Love your show. Glad to hear you're on the, on the air. Yeah. I, I just wanted to make a couple comments. The American people have such short memories. You know, these are the same kind of policies that uh, Obama put into effect that caused the banks to collapse. And then it turned out to be just major payoffs to the bank executives where they took away millions and millions of dollars in bonuses and all that. Just the same thing over and over again. And I wanted to say, too, as far as, like, the gun bans, I know I'm jumping topics here, but another thing that people forgot is they want to take away assault rifles, but what about the failed sting that Obama put through and lost thousands of, of assault rifles to the cartels in Mexico? You know, we yeah. just, as a, as a country, we just have such short memories, and nobody yeah. thinks about these things. Nobody remembers any of them. Well, Rich, it's it's kind of crazy how uh, the Biden administration is so keen on giving assault weapons to the cartels. And, and by the way, hundreds of thousands of them to the Taliban in Afghanistan. You forgot about that, right. Rich. Yeah, they're such a bad thing. We, you know, we give them the Taliban, but we can't have Americans uh, have them. Exactly. They're flying around in Blackhawks and assault, you know, and, and assault jeeps and all this other thing. And and, uh, you know, just nobody remembers this stuff. It's it's lost to history, and you know what they say about history. I know, Rich. Uh, I know. And we are uh, doomed to repeat it unless we learn with, uh, from it. But fortunately, there are enough of us to remember it that I think we're making a difference. I do appreciate your phone call, Rich. Oh, I got to tell you, I got in trouble. I got in trouble at home. And I don't know what the deal is, honestly. Uh, so I got this, uh, just for bleeps and giggles, I went and got a, uh, a Lancer Tactical uh, Airsoft rifle, right? And it's just a toy. I'm going to put little targets out in the yard. I'm going to put up some beer cans. I'm going to shoot them down. And it's it's really cool because it is a non-lethal gun. It is a, a glorified BB gun. And uh, I had one like 12 years ago you know, when I lived in uh, D.C. And the, the technology's gotten better. They used to get jammed all the time and everything. So I ordered one of these for myself. I, I don't usually spend a lot of money on myself. Certainly not on clothes because I work at home. <laughs> so I bought a humidor about a month and a half, two months ago. First humidor I've had in 23 years since before my son was born. And I bought a Lancer Tactical uh, air rifle, and it looks like, you know, uh, an M4 uh, weapon. And my wife freaked out. And, and, uh, and of course, my you know, other family members who recently graduated from college did as well. And, and then, of course, I said, well, um, you know, why would you do that? Consider the school shooting. Well, I said, well, because uh, less than 1% of handgun or, or gun deaths happen in this country because of rifles. And even fewer than that are these technical assault rifles that look scary but are basically a, a 22, you know, that, that looks like a, a weapon used in war. Uh, but anyway, uh, she, that's, that's what I was dealing with at home. And, and by God, I said, I'm going to keep them both. So there you go. And I've gotten to know the new couch quite well. It's not as good as the old couch. We use the old couch in the uh, she shed, but the uh, new, couch is, uh, new couch is pretty good. It doesn't sleep as well as the old couch, but I'll tell you.
Sometimes you just got to put your foot down and take your pillow out of the bedroom and, you know. <laughs> All right, so uh, coming up, I've got some, uh, some good news uh, about the media. Uh, why? It's kind of funny. James Corden, uh, his show, The Late Show, uh, was, he left it because they couldn't afford him and he wasn't getting any ratings. And none of the late night players have gained any audience. Tucker Carlson leaves Fox, and Newsmax ratings go up 220% in some demos, and like with women, 270%. So people clearly are looking for people they can trust, right? They're looking for people they can trust. They might, I'm not saying with late night you're going to get that really, but clearly people are looking for voices they can trust. And a new poll from the AP says that more than half of Americans don't trust the media. I've got that coming up. Plus, the latest attack on Trump is, even though he's just curb-stomping Ron DeSantis, he can't beat Biden, who nobody wants to run for president in the first place. It doesn't make any sense. I'm going to dissect that coming up. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. You know, uh, there's a stage in your life you have to worry about self-preservation. And you know what? you got to start taking care of your liver now. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver were 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means many are at risk. We throw everything in our livers, alcohol, toxins, statins, cigarettes, whatever. That's why so many of us have a sluggish, fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. There is a solution. Liver Health Formula. All natural supplement contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. You can try Liver Health Formula and receive a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 to keep your heart healthy. Try Liver Health Formula by going to GetLiverHelp.com slash Newsmax. GetLiverHelp.com slash Newsmax and claim your free bonus gift. That's GetLiverHelp.com slash Newsmax. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. So the AP, I guess I'm a little surprised that it's this high that people trust the media this much. <clears throat> Associated Press finds more than half of Americans don't trust the media. Blame the press for dividing the country. A uh, new poll from the AP has found that more than half of the country doesn't trust the media. Three-fourths of Americans believe the media is dividing the country. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? The media declared war on Donald Trump as soon as he came down the escalator. He was never given a shot. The media never gave him a shot. And they conflated uh, everything uh, that existed in society was Donald Trump's fault, that he was a Satan incarnate, he was a white supremacist, all of this stuff from day one, from day one. And maybe, I don't know. Some people just don't believe their crap anymore. The only people who will be surprised by this are people who work in media. They see themselves as heroes, according to this story. I believe this is by Jim Hoft of uh, Gateway Pundit. When it comes to the news media impact on uh, having a, a democracy and political polarization in the U.S., Americans are likelier to say it's doing more harm than good. Three-quarters of U.S. adults say the U.S. media 
is increasingly increasingly politically partisan, uh, creating polarization in the country. Just under half say they have little or no trust in the media's ability to report the news fairly and accurately. This is patently obvious. Uh, Vice Media just uh, is uh, getting ready to file for bankruptcy, the latest company to collapse with dwindling revenue and interest. This as some uh, conservative media outlets like uh, like Newsmax are experiencing a major comeback despite the federal government literally working with the Global Disinformation Index to shut down revenue to conservative media. Uh, the, the left and, uh, and big money Democrats love Vice. Just the audience does it, and there's not enough people to keep them in business. Isn't that funny how that happens? It's kind of the same thing with uh, MSNBC. The poll released before World Press Freedom Day, which is tomorrow, shows Americans have significant concerns about misinformation and the role played by the media itself, along with politicians and uh, social media companies, in spreading it. So when they hear, maybe it's starting to get to them, when they hear the word misinformation, they know they're being played. Maybe the American people finally get it. The AP's analysis of its its own poll frets over the possibility that more people are likely to get their news from social media rather than believing what they see on TV and in newspapers. Uh, The the, uh, public's ability to report the uh, confidence in the news uh, media's ability to report the news fully and fairly, just 16% of us say they're confident. Almost half, 45%, said they had little or no confidence in that claim it is kind of interesting i don't watch the networks anymore and i haven't watched network news probably since before peter jennings died so probably around maybe a year or two after 9 11 i stopped watching the network news because i knew what i was getting it's very obvious and then they really put the pedal to the metal with donald trump I mean, they carried the uh, Russia collusion hoax for two years of his presidency. They carried the uh, the first impeachment, the second impeachment, the January the 6th hearing, which was nonsense, a kangaroo court that offered no cross-examination or defense witnesses. I mean, it should be fairly obvious. They have a bent. <laughs> and how about the media's ability to promote and strengthen democracy? 20% said the media is doing that. Twice as many said that the press is actively harming democracy the rest would not or could not say one way or the other well the press didn't say anything about the riots of 2020 remember that press was actively there they were on the scene saying there's nothing happening here this is mostly peaceful as buildings burn behind them they really screwed the pooch on that really and then when you look at the last two years it's really hit home for a lot of people a pointer poll in june 2021 found that the u.s ranks listen to this Dead last. The United States of America ranks dead last in media trust. 29% among 92,000 news consumers surveyed in 46 countries. And what have I been saying about the U.S. news media? The U.S. news media has the greatest freedom in the history afforded in the history of mankind to other humans. The ability to freely express oneself. And they choose to bed down with the statists. Our media has the potential to expose government malfeasance. They always have. 
but they've chosen to bed down with a party and with the deep state regardless of it all. It really is uh, a massive abuse of the First Amendment. But the positive is I think that people are getting it. That's why Vice Media, preparing to file for bankruptcy, becomes the latest company to collapse with dwindling revenue and interest. Uh, Vice is... uh, is uh, uh, trying to sell, uh, but it doesn't look like uh, the chances of sale are increasing. They're they're remote, apparently, because and they're not worth a lot because nobody's watching them. But uh, Vice is obviously reliably very left of center. CBS was losing twenty million dollars a year on James Corden's show, The Late Show. He earned about five million dollars a year. The network couldn't afford him anymore. You know why that is? Because nobody was watching him. I thought you should know that. James Corden is a late-night TV show host. Late-night used to be the deal. Johnny Carson was my idol growing up. I watched Arsenio Hall, loved Arsenio Hall, loved me. Steve Allen was before me and all of that. But I've been following late-night forever. I've never seen late-night suck as bad as it does now. I mean, Stephen Colbert is an insult to late-night. James Corden's done some cute stuff. He does the car karaoke and stuff, which, you know, I, I'll, I'll admit, I, I watch virally. I think it's funny for James Corden to sing with the Red Hot Chili Peppers in a van. You know, it's funny. What enough to get the ratings, though. Uh, his his uh, ratings when he debuted, one and a half million, which was less than half of Tucker Carlson's on a weeknight. And uh, halved that. So it's about 600,000 people a night, which on a good Saturday night, I get on my show on Newsmax. I know, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Now, the, uh, the latest, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm covering the, uh, the, the GOP primary. Uh, the uh, Democrat Party is going to do their level best. They're not going to have any debates. Joe Biden is not going to have any debates. Even though Robert Kennedy Jr. is polling at 20% or so, and people are not supporting Joe Biden. Let me give you an example how bad things are for Joe Biden. And then I want to get into the meat and potatoes here, which is, which is that uh, meat and potatoes would be are. That's two things. So meat and potatoes are, not is. I'm kind of a grammar uh, Nazi. But anyway, the meat and potatoes of uh, what I want to talk about here is the latest uh, way that the rhino establishment is going to try to convince you that Donald Trump should not be the candidate, and that is that he has no chance of beating Joe Biden. Now, that kind of comes as a surprise to me because this is a report I played yesterday on ABC. All right? This is uh, Martha Raddatz talking to Biden voters about voting for Biden in 2024. Who voted for Biden? I did. He announced this week. What was your reaction? Regret, disappointment, frustration. While it's very early in the race, that disappointment and frustration was expressed again and again by young voters we talked to. But Donald Trump can't beat him, even though he gets twenty five to 50,000 people at every one of his rallies, and even though he's beaten Ron DeSantis in polls by 40 points with Republicans, he has no chance of beating this pillar 
of uh, popularity, Joe Biden? I think I would go for Biden, but obviously I would prefer a fresher candidate. He announced this week. Were you excited by that? Uh, you could drive by a graveyard and see fresher clients than uh, or fresher candidates than Joe Biden. Not particularly. I'm more interested in a progressive candidate. Despite having voted for Biden last time, 21-year-old Elena Symes couldn't point me to anything that would make her want to vote for him again, except... What do you like about Joe Biden? <laughs> um... Uh... Yeah, yeah, there's uh, there's no beating Joe Biden, though. No, sirree, it's not possible. He's a juggernaut. Can't touch me. This is my friend Sean Parrish. My, 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 my rallies are so large. Makes the Dems say, oh, oh my God. God, thank you for blessing me with the gift of care. And a hot wifey. Feels good. Will you come see a super dope homeboy from NYC? And I know I'm as much. This is a man they can't touch. But he can't beat Joe Biden. No. Can't touch, touch me. me. Crooked Hillary can't, and I don't really want her to. Can't touch me. Sleepy Joe wishes he were me, okay? Can't touch me. My name is DJ Trump, and I'm magic on the stuff. Can't touch me. I've been around the country, from New York to L.A. Can't touch me. I speak to a lot of people that play YMCA. Can't touch me. Kamala speaks to no one, and Biden can't draw flies. And still the fake news media thinks you voted for those guys. My rallies are on Newsmax, and Fox just can't be fair. And all the fake news media, I take them to the ground. Can't touch me. How's your approval rating, Sleepy Joe? Can't touch me. COVID is more popular than Sleepy Joe. Can't touch me. I fill stadiums. Sleepy Joe can't fill a shoebox. Can't touch me. Together, we're going to save America, believe me. You know, it's interesting, the uh, the massive increase in momentum surrounding Donald Trump with regard to the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Uh, with regard to the unprecedented uh, impeachment after elect office, with regard to the January the 6th committee, which turned out to be a joke, uh, with regard to Joe Biden keeping more classified documents at his residences, including his garage, with the uh, the arrest or his turning himself in in New York to Alvin Bragg on trumped-up charges. Where'd, those go? Where'd that go? Where'd that story go? You know, and and so right now Donald Trump has unbelievable momentum. He's destroying Ron DeSantis in the primaries. Now things can change. And listen, if you're a DeSantis guy, that's cool. I don't care. I'm not trying to tell you either way. I'm just telling you that when you say things like, "Yeah, you know, um, the uh, presidential primary race could be uh, Donald Trump versus Trump fatigue." That's from CBS. So even though he's reached a zenith, he's, he's destroying everybody in his path as far as the GOP is concerned. And 24% of Americans want Joe Biden to run again. And yet some people, the same people who lied to you about, I don't know, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, AB, CBS, the same people right here, CBS, CBS, same people who did this poll right here, literally last like three months ago finally admitted that hunter biden's laptop is real and they want you to believe that uh, donald trump can't win because people are tired of donald trump oh okay well in that case i'll go ahead and believe in cbs even though i just read a study about how nobody trusts the media anymore it's just uh, it's just remarkable isn't it there's a big demand for a candidate who says trump won in 2020 who challenges woke ideas who doesn't criticize trump and for good measure makes liberals angry trump leads in all of these areas 
Meanwhile, there are some GOPers who say they're exhausted by Trump. He's too controversial. But they are greatly outnumbered today. You know why? Because they're rhinos. And because uh, they want to still play by Marcus of Queensbury rules in an MMA cage match. And even though the President of the United States last year stood in front of Constitution Hall, Independence Hall, and said that MAGA Republicans were fascists and enemies of democracy, even though he said that, uh, Donald Trump hitting back at something like that is, uh, it's just too much. It's just, he's too controversial. Yeah. Uh, CBS News first asked voters which candidates are considering backing for the Republican nominations, letting them pick as many or as few as they wanted. Then they asked uh, to pick one candidate who they'd vote for today. Early in the process, they'll narrow their options before settling on one. Trump leads on both measures. Okay, there you go. Trump looks like a former president who left office popular with his party, and little that, that's happened in the ensuing years has changed that. In fact, concerning his recent legal challenges, a majority say one rationale for backing him is showing support during those fights, and his supporters, his voters, are also the most likely to say they are already thinking about 2024. When asked how Trump makes them feel, the top answer is exhausted. Exhausted. Well, Trump isn't picking the fights. Trump's the one who's fighting back. He didn't pick the fights. The media's been picking fights since day one. It's very obvious. Donald Trump was talking about bringing the country together. Donald Trump was able to do some amazing things, even though the GOP or the, the Democrat Party, the Rhino Republicans, the Deep State were all against him on everything. But he was able to get some Supreme Court justices who got rid of Roe v. Wade. He was able to name a Jerusalem the capital of Israel. He was able to get the lowest black unemployment rate on record, the highest number of women in the workforce on record, get rid of the most government regulations on record. I mean, how does that happen? Peace in the Middle East? North Korea not firing off missiles? You know, stuff like that. They exemplify the idea of Trump fatigue. The exhausted number grows to 6 in 10 among those who right now rule out considering Trump, followed by worried. Well, the 6 in 10 among those who right now rule out Trump are a tiny percentage of Republican voters. That's what they did. They took the voters who are anti-Trump and asked them why they're not voting for Trump. And they said they're tired of Trump. And they use that to say, everybody's tired of Trump. What a giant steaming pile of you-know-what. I've got a little more on this coming up. I'd love to hear your thoughts at 800-922-6680. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's The Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. This would be Gordon Lightfoot, by the way. He just passed away. He was 84. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. That's what the uh, Native American. The lake it is said never gives up used to call Lake Superior. When the skies of November turn gloomy. Anyway, uh, I'll just I'll just say this because I'm a. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, bring that down. Um, uh, Gordon Lightfoot was one of those. Uh, he's Canadian. He's Canadian, you know. But uh, he was one of the. Uh, 
I don't know. There have been a lot of great singer-songwriters, uh, but in the early to mid-70s, um, Lightfoot was right up there with uh, Jim Croce. Jim Croce uh, right up there. Uh, both of them I'd classify as kind of the same genre of, uh, of music. And I, and I say this because I was in music radio forever, so I've, I literally have played that song probably a thousand times on the radio. He also did, uh, what was the other one? If, you, if I could, no. If you could read my mind, well, what a tale about it. Really good stuff. Uh, really, really good uh, music. Uh, really good writing. And uh, a vocal style that was pretty, uh, pretty remarkable. There you go. So God bless him. God bless, uh, God bless him. Gordon Lightfoot, by the way, is, uh, yeah, good, good stuff. All right, let's, uh, let's get into what else we were talking about here. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. So uh, I was uh, reading this piece by uh, uh, Tom Baggioni. I don't know who Tom Baggioni is, but he is uh, talking about conservative influencer Tommy Lauren. Now, you've seen Tommy Lauren. She's on uh, Fox, and I have nothing against uh, Tommy Lauren uh, being an influencer. But uh, this is what I'm talking about. A lot of uh, young uh, conservative influencers, I guess I call them conservative influencers, say that uh, people are tired of Trump. Now, realize that Tommy Lauren also works at Fox. And uh, Tommy Lauren, I wouldn't exactly say is out there controversial like Tucker Carlson. But this piece says more than a few people are saying they aren't getting the help from Republicans. They need to back up their messages with young conservatives struggling. Uh, Let's see. um, Tommy Lauren, who built a reputation as a staunch defender of Donald Trump, says she's worried about 2024. That Joe Biden's digital strategy strategy team is working hand in hand with liberal influencers to reach out more and reach more voters. Yeah. Now, how is it that liberal voters and young people will support an 80-year-old man who is mentally infirmed without any problem, and yet Tommy Lauren is worried about Donald Trump? Lauren added that as much as she loves Trump, you know, she's couching it as, I really love Trump, but... Did you hear that, Mr. Murdoch? I really love Trump, but she's afraid he has become unelectable, a common refrain heard from Republicans, and that conservatives of the group need to coalesce around a single message. So Tommy Lauren is saying that young Democrat influencers are completely down with an 80-year-old man who is infirmed and probably, you know, maybe even poops his pants, but Donald Trump, is he has no chance of winning. I got a little bit more on this and your thoughts coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. No crooked, crooked establishment. None of that twisting the truth. No talking down don't to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell, tell me how to think. think. They let, let me decide. Newsmax. Real news. For real people. 